News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Welcome to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Woodturning. I'm Alan Gilbreth, DarkHookMedia.com. And I'm Maximilian, and I've been really hitting a gold mine recently. I want to wish you all a very happy International Sword Swallowers Day. <laughs> and let me guess, before I even ask, Alan, you worked as a sword swallower once, didn't you? Uh, well, yeah. a new one. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. So Alan a, has the, Okay. And it's to important us. to know past tense new. A, a new one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because they said there's only about 100 living sword swallowers in the world. But the history of sword swallowers goes all the way back to 2000 BC in India when shaman priests, you know, would demonstrate their powers and bond with the gods by swallowing swords. And I have some pretty impressive statistics to mention, too. And not only that, Max is standing on his chair. Man, okay, go ahead, Max. Excited. Not yeah. only that, but sword swallowers have actually contributed to furthering medical research. You know why? Talk to me. The endoscope was first created in the 18, in 1868 using the assistance of a sword swallower. <laughs> it was indeed. I mean, their esophagi are primed for experimenting with something like an endoscope. So that's why they contribute to medical research. But I want to hand out some very interesting and some pretty shocking statistics with regards to some, like, impressive feats of strength with sword swallowers. Okay, Max. Let's set up the table, and then we'll throw it to you. How's that? Okay, <laughs> okay fine. Okay, because, you know, I mean, we're a minute in, and we haven't even said how to get in touch or any oh, yeah, of that yeah, stuff. Well, That's not morning. important. My gosh, is Matt. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though, when it, what he's saying. It's funny, you know, people are say let's let's take our children to the circus. Yeah. The circus is a horror show, man. It's like, I'm sorry. If you're out there and you're a circus owner, it's a it's a it's scary. We, we could start a whole show on just clowns alone. Yeah. So, so well, Max, so, I uh, I gotta salute you on that one. International Sword Swallower Day. Maybe we'll get some uh feedback from our listeners mm. on that one. If you wanna give us some feedback on that or you know, I don't know, talk tools and home improvement, <laughs> which we could ask do. us a question. Uh, you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. We also invite you to watch the show, right, Max? The cameras mm, are on? Correct. I see the red light there. Uh, you can do that two ways. Go to the News Talk 98.9 The Roars Facebook page and the News Talk 98.9 The Roars X page. And we got some pretty juicy stuff on our face, our Tool Talk Radio <laughs> Facebook page. Uh Alan, don't leave your lunch out on your job site, no, right? No. <laughs> this picture should go viral. If you wanna if you wanna see what Alan encountered, it's a pretty awesome picture. Oh, it's great. This one's gonna get shared quite a bit, I'm sure. But uh we've got some pictures of our uh must have item of the week. We've got a picture of our great uh subject of our great moments in building mm -hmm. history, uh, which this week is gonna be the London Bridge. And you've heard us talk about the London Bridge probably occasionally. It's a uh, it's still kicking, and it, it it's got an interesting. Uh, it's got some interesting travels travelers tales. It does. Say that. It does. Um, also, if you uh, we want to remind you, last week, of course, we were at the home show of the Mid South with our good buddy Jay Hill from Big M Roofing and Remodeling, and he's coming in at nine today because. He's going to announce the winner of that big $500 gift card from uh, mm -hmm. Home Depot. And I'm sure we're going to talk about some other, uh, you know, home improvements some other goodies, yep. with him. I've got a traveler's tale that is going to perfectly tie into um, home improvement. We've got a science question I'm going to throw at you shortly, Alan, involving mm -hmm. uh, wood. 
and the Critter Wars is off the chain, Max. It's going to be really good. But I can see, and we've got many other things. Don't worry, we've got plenty of content today. But Max, you're just, I can see you eagerly wanting to dive into this whole Sword Swallowers Day. So have at it, man. So Sword Swallowers Day first was founded in 2007 by the Sword Swallowers Association International. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Uh, what is that? SSAI. Okay. And then so I wanted to give some pretty interesting feats of strength with regards to sword swallowing. Okay. Um, uh, in 2008, Red Stewart swallowed a total of 34 swords at the same time. <laughs> it set a record for the most swords swallowed simultaneously. So he's the Joey Chestnut of sword swallowers. No, so. it gets worse. Oh, my oh. gosh. So, Max, now keep in mind, people might be eating breakfast right now, but so. All right. Tread lightly. So veteran sword swallower Dan Meyer swallowed a sword, then used it to pull a 3,700-pound car for the World Swallowers Day in 2013. I believe I actually saw that on um, uh, Australia's Got Talent. Yeah. He was, like, swallowing a sword, and then, he had, and then he had, like, it hooked up to, like, a winch and everything on a car, and he was actually walking along with the sword in his mouth pulling the car with two people of inside of it. Just go. Okay. Yep. All right. I can't you just go get a real job? <laughs> hey, these guys put their esophagi on the line to entertain us. How much did he get paid for that? Okay, go ahead, Max. I have keep, no idea. Keep going. Well, I, mean, I want to give you an interesting fact about where you can find the most sword swallowers. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's Andhra Pradesh in India. And that's because the knowledge, experience, and practice of sword swallowing is passed down from father to son. And okay. so it's a noble art. You just got to respect Ooh. the arts. And so, like I said, there's only about 100 living in the world because I guess it's a very select thing. And it takes about three to ten years to master the art. Okay, Max, you know, many questions emerge. I don't know why you're so fascinated with this. seems oh, like I know the dumbest idea. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> if you're a sword swallower, send your hate mail here. Well, uh, Alan, the- okay, one, <laughs> one slip and what, I mean... Don't you're impaling up. your intestines. Yeah, it don't, just don't does not up. seem yeah. natural. You get or sore good. throats. Yeah, thanks, Max. It oh, but and whose idea was it to in the first place to try that? Like, who said, India. you know, I'm going to see how far in we can. Uh, well, I've seen these. They go in a good what, like foot? Uh, or oh, they, they they go down to the stomach. It's disgusting, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems extremely dangerous. So, well, like well, I, like you said, you know, the the early circus, which wasn't about people it was about, it wasn't about animals it was about people it wasn't it wasn't it, about enlightening the, the, the human circus, race or anything right, it was right. Like the, the circus was was mm, you know human entertainment yeah. so well this kind of goes um, uh, to a parallel joe with a place you just visited in chicago yeah. well the columbian exposition in chicago actually introduced a new generation of performers of sword swallowers so you're welcome. Yeah. Well, back then, I mean, they didn't care. Whatever, you know. Yeah, OSHA wasn't involved. There was no OSHA. <laughs> there was no whatever. But, okay. You know, I can't pretend I'm excited about Nas- International Sword Swallowers Day other than, I I mean. It's weird. It's weird. That's for sure. That's exactly but, why I chose it. You know, I don't think I took my kids to the circus when they went. Because I, I started thinking about them. Like, I, I don't like the way they treat the animals. I don't want to watch guys, mm. you know. I don't know. I mean, I could appreciate like the uh, you know trapeze people, I guess, doing gymnastics. Yeah, I, I, I suspect Max may have escaped from one. Yeah. So we have to- well, thanks, <laughs> Max. I would love to know what the listeners think of International Sword Swallowing Day and how you're ce- how you're celebrating. 
Yeah. I like yeah, it. Your John just, I'm going to say walk away from that. Keep it clean. And what are we going to do about home improvement today, Yeah, Joe? that's what I think. So, well, I've got an interesting science question directly okay. related to home improvement, uh, Alan. And we're going to throw that at you. We're going enli- to we're gonna, um, you know, enlighten the conversation mm. instead of this sword swallowing stuff. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Dad, your hand is jammed in the toaster! What's yeah! that? News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Okay, I get the motif that's shaping up here. It's going to all be about life-threatening, dangerous uh, enterprises. Okay, bring it on, Max. And welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor Sammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and uh, the rascally Max over there behind mm. the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. We also invite you to watch the show on the News Talk 98.9 The Roars Studio Cams on Facebook and on X. And also, we invite you to go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. It really, there's some good posts up there, especially uh, a post that Alan took from his job site. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say. It's it's classic. If you're a cat lover, you're going to love this one. So <laughs> check it out, and we'll be discussing it later in the show, of course. So, And um, we don't want to lean on this too heavily, but uh, Max... As Max indicated, today is International Sword Swallowers Day with some horrifying facts. Hey, will they risk their necks literally to (laughs) entertain us? (laughs) You knew knew it just couldn't be resisted. Okay. All right. Well, you know what, Alan? This is a home improvement show. Max, (laughs) go get in your corner. Uh, I got a science question for you. All right. Hello, science. So, and I think I know these answers, but I feel like it's worthy of a discussion. Mm. So, uh, you know. Okay. Here is my question, and I want to make one caveat first. I'm not talking about, like, deck board. We're talking about wood. Right. I'm not talking about, like, a fence or a deck board or something that is, like, you know, getting serious rain or something like that. But I do have a question about moisture and expansion and contraction and things like that. So, um, let's talk. Let's If you have wood on your home. Yes. Maybe you have trim or you have some mm-hmm. sort of wood siding or something. If that surface is painted, you know, primed and painted, does it expand and contract less than wood that is unpainted? I mean, I think I know the answer. But in other words, I guess my question would be, is expansion and contraction strictly moisture or is it related to heat or is it a combination, a perfect combination of both? But what, you know, we we always talk about how much wood expands and contracts, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I mean... What is what's making the wood do that? I guess is the question. So, okay, well, let's go for the number one reason for paint. The number one reason for paint is the sun. Oh, now that see that's unexpected. Uh, we're going to start with the twist. My thought would be it's for the rain. You no. don't want the rain to get in. No, so okay. uh, because you could take care of the rain with a burn finish. You could take care of the rain with a good polish rub down and a good mud coating. Mm. of what you're really looking at is the UV power of the sun. Okay. Uh, This baby, we've all seen what the sun can do. You leave a board out of the... Bleaches it. it Well, the job site I'm working on, uh, they left some pressure-treated lumber outside in the sun, leaned up against the building. Some of it got put in the little storage area. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's now three or four weeks later, and they go get the lumber. And the first thing everybody noticed was it's now no longer the same color. Right. Because the sun has done its work and has begun the process of oxidizing because it's pouring energy into the into the structure. That's one of the good things about building a fence. If it's if it's not uniform in color right now, give it a give it a month and it will be. You yeah, know, once between it, once it all bleaches out, so. it, between oxidation, water, dirt, dust, bugs, whatever, yeah. um, you know, the colors will eventually fade into each other. So that's process number one. One, you are getting sun bleached, and two, because it's getting hit directly by the sun that causes some expansion and contraction. Okay. And now you've got wood with pores. So, and the outside of your home generally runs as an average somewhere around 70 to 75% humidity. Okay. That's the outside world. Now it depends on where you live. If you live in New Mexico, it may be 45%. Which is why you see buildings falling down in New Mexico for mm-hmm. 200 years. Right. Yeah. But that same building in Brazil is going to be gone in three years. Right. Because of the moisture content. Okay. Of So you also have your, besides that, you also have your temperature gradients. And temperatures make everything from wood to iron, of uh, you know, even metals, stretch and shrink. Here, here's I guess here's where I was going with that because when I you know when I imagine wood and any material expanding and track and contracting I guess I'm thinking of like the Ant Man movie and stuff mm-hmm. you know okay well I'm thinking of you have these molecules and the way Hank Pym described it is he goes I have the ability to make these molecules closer to each other so yes. I'm thinking you have all these molecules with air and things in between it or, or I don't know whatever they have space in between it but then they can you know they get closer uh, you are correct is that what's happening that, with wood you, and steel that's or something shockingly right on the money well you know you learn a lot at a marvel movie so, yeah, so, <laughs> sometimes those comic books pay off yeah okay uh, all right and so, that's strictly temperature well or, it's it's d all of the above everybody has an impact so when you paint something Let's start with your favorite thing to tell people not to do, and that is paint the top of your deck. Yeah, I hate that. Folks. Because what almost always happens when you do that? It, well, for one thing, it peels. Water gets in, but then it doesn't get out because then it finds its way in. The yeah. wood curls. Right. Because you got water in one side of it and not water in the other. So mm-hmm. as it expands... One side is going to expand farther than the other, and you're going to get board board curl. Right. That's why you walk across a painted deck, and you're tripping. You're, and you're, it's yeah. uneven and, and it's all that kind of stuff and, because yeah. one side got painted and one side didn't, and water's not able to move like it was. Mm-hmm. Of The same thing is happening in your house. So let's pick on a soffit. A soffit is technically protected from the rain, and it's technically protected from the sun. Because it's underneath. Yeah. Okay. Direct, right? Yeah. yeah. Direct. But, I mean, it's still subject now to a different heat source, the heat from the attic. Mm, That's right. So there's during the summer or during the winter, the attic is not the same temperature as the outside world. Mm. So now you are getting a temperature difference between the two. So the backside of the soffit may be shrinking or expanding faster or slower than the outside. 
And that's why you're constantly getting paint, cracking, popping, peeling, that type of thing. If you put a soffit in made out of the new concrete composites, mm, yeah, these have a tendency to not shrink or expand anywhere near as much as real wood. Right. So a paint job on a concrete composite will last a lot longer than the paint job over wood. Well, here's the reason I asked, and this is a, and and I don't throw other contractors under the bus. Right. I just make observations and comments. So I'm not saying, but the the interesting thing, if you're if you've been listening to to Tool Talk for a while, you know that I'm kind of I'm coming I'm kind of coming into the I'm about eighty percent into this uh, uh, laundry room addition that I've built and the two car garage, and now I'm now right. I'm putting the two car I mean two car carport, and it's the funny thing is right next door. They're building, they just started building a, um, I don't know what you call it, like an outdoor kitchen or something. Okay. And they came and they're coming in and I, so, and, and, and you have a clear view of what's going on over there. So I just make these observations and it seems to me the name of the game over there is speed. Like everything is going up, everything. And I'm not seeing a whole lot of whatever. I'm just saying that's not really the way I operate. So what I'm doing is you were talking about the soffits, perfect example, because I'm using, uh, one by tens to to put underneath the saw like it's a right. it's a three quarter inch folks if you're trying to imagine it's like a three quarter inch uh, pine board by by about nine and a quarter inches and it's like twelve feet long or something so I'm putting that in but I'm priming both sides I'm not like going nuts I'm not painting it but I'm priming both sides and I'm especially priming the ends and the reason I was asking about this is because. Um, some people might say, well, that seems like overkill, and I don't think it is. You're talking about, okay, you're exposed to attic temperatures. You're exposed – and in Memphis, we have moisture. It could be dewy, and yes. you're still getting moisture on there that sits – and I feel like by protecting the end grain and protecting that, it's going to age better. It's not going to rot. As a matter of fact, any place, if there's even the slightest chance that some caulk could fail or whatever – and water could get in. I prime that baby, Alan, and I'm not ashamed to say it. No, well, that's you, why I take longer to finish jobs than a lot of people do. So, well, you know. by priming the ends, especially of that's where the grain is. That's how it's designed. It's designed to capillary action water through a living tree. I always picture the end grain almost like straws. Like that's bringing the it, well, moisture exactly. up into the tree. All right, so. your best example of that is any damage to a pine tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what do you get? Your big old glob of rosin, right? Big old sticky, and it's you'll see them on the tree branches. Or heaven help you, you parked under it, and now it's all over your car, right? And that is because it is honestly wicking, drawing the material through the tree, mm-hmm. and that is what in grain is designed to do. By by sealing that or by obstructing that, that helps stop that action. So do you think my prime, so, you know, to, to recap, do you think my primed boards from end to end and both sides are going to expand and contract less uh, of because of doing initially, it? Initially, for a while, yes. Okay. Um, and what that does is just keeps constantly pushing replacement down the line. Okay. Because these boards were, A, primed, so they're kind of sealed, so we're not worried about that open open air effect right. on the wood. Uh, you don't have to worry about it from either side, so both sides can remain mostly, eh, mostly. It's not too thick. It's not like a two-by-four, mm-hmm. so the temperature can stay fairly even. 
So that board will outlast an untreated board. Boom. There you go. Sounds good to me, Alan. Well, thanks for answering that. I kind of had a sense, but I wasn't even thinking about the sun. So that's why we roundtable these questions on the show. Uh, speaking of roundtable, this is going to be a really cool discussion. Uh, when we come back with our great moments in building history, we're going to talk all about the London Bridge. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. And now for the finishing touch. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. That's exactly what I say, uh, Max, right before I put the primer on. Mm. Uh, any <laughs> mm. and we'll and in that voice in that mm. cadence, mm. Alan. Mm-hmm. And welcome mm. back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. That's a performer who deserves recognition. Exactly, good old Mysterio, and uh, nobody knows what we're talking about. So let's move it along. Uh, if you do know what we're talking about, that's a deep <laughs> cut. So. Uh, I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from DarkOakMedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. Uh, you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. Although I think I'm going to put limitations on the uh, comments that we'll accept. If you're trying to chime in on International Sword Swallowers Day, because Max, I just find I find the whole subject disgusting, distasteful, dehumanizing, and stupid. So I think it's a proof of um, uh, what the human body is capable of. Well, how about like you know running a, a, a three minute mile or something, or a five minute mile, or you know that's noble and you know, I mean there's, there's a better way to get iron in your diet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, you're never going to convince me, Max. So. Mm. Uh, you can call or text us, like I said, at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline, 901-683-0989. Today's a great day to do it, too, because in the second hour of the show, our good buddy Jay Hill with Big M Roofing and Remodeling is going to be here. Of course, we'll talk about, you know, his work uh, doing roofing and remodeling and the exterior protection of your home. But the big the big moment is going to be when he gives away that $500 gift card that we discussed from uh, that's his that was his promotion at the uh, home show of the Mid South last week. So we're going to collect. Uh, he's collected all the winners and he's going to draw one here on the show. Also, uh, you can watch the show at the uh, News Talk ninety eight nine The Roars Facebook page and the News Talk ninety eight nine The Roars X page. And there's some really outstanding posts on the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. So check those out as well. In just a second, we're going to get to our great moments in building history. Uh, before we do that, though, speaking of great, okay, speaking of somebody that um, lifts the human, that you know, that that is good for humanity, mm. that mm-hmm. is noble, that does things that uh, help us, Max, not like sword swallowing. I, I sense a little passive aggression. Yeah, sword swallow. I don't know. It's just bugging me. Uh, is uh, our good buddy Larry Brown with Brown Refrigeration. He, there's a need in our in our world, Alan. Once air conditioning became, you know, mm. uh, an invention. Let's face it; it's it's been game changing for humanity. So Larry Brown, that's what he did. He dives in. He dove into the uh, HVAC business. He's been doing it more or less his whole life, and he does it better than anybody. They, uh, he's as you know, he's he's been there in the trenches installing HVAC units. He's seen the evolution of the technology. And that's why he's created such a great business culture. He knows, uh, he, 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 you know what I love about Larry Brown? He's very good at anticipating what's coming next. Like Larry is thinking five years ahead in mm. any given moment because he knows 
HVAC technology is constantly changing and evolving. So when you work with Brown Refrigeration, you're always working with, uh, you know, train systems. You're working with the Remy Halo system, putting out the cleanest air possible, um, making it run as efficiently as possible. And really, when you have an HVAC unit that is running efficiently, it more or less pays for itself because, uh, you know, it's going to cut down on your utility bills. It's going to make your home more comfortable and cleaner and uh, just a, a better place to live. Their technicians are top-notch, they're responsive, they get the job done, and they've been around forever, and they're not going anywhere. So we love Brown Refrigeration. Uh, we encourage you to call them directly at 901-362-1881 or go to their website, brownref.com. All right, Max, let it roll, man. And now, great moments in building history. Okay, full disclosure, everybody. I was traveling. Uh, I've been in Chicago for the last three days. I had a travel mishap that we're going to share <laughs> later in the show. I'm going to bring Jay in because, you know, hey, Alan, one thing I will say for you and me and even Max, we take our suffering and our discomfort and the unpleasant things that happen in our life and we turn it into content for the show. Oh, we do. And I'm going to do that. I, I've got a perfect travel story that translates perfectly into a home improvement discussion. So, okay. but... As, as a result, I got I didn't get any preparation done. I did I wasn't able to study the London Bridge. So I'm going to be asking questions that maybe the average person, you know, would ask. So uh, you guys are going to educate me too. Would you mind if I preface this with a little bit of history? Let it roll, man. All right. So the first London Bridge, I, the reason I bring this up is because it traces back to an anime that I really enjoy. Perfect. I'll tell you why. Anyways. Yeah. London Bridge was first created by the Romans. It was built as a wooden pontoon bridge using planks that were laid across anchored boats, which is a pretty effective, excuse me, I think they even used sort of like a similar. A floating bridge. Yeah, floating yeah. bridge. Uh -huh. Kinda, I think even in World War II, they used a similar method for creating um, uh, temporary bridges. But where things get really interesting is a fixed wooden bridge was built in 984, but this wooden bridge was short-lived as in 1014, Viking invaders led by King Olaf um, uh, attacked the British Isles and tore the bridge down. And the reason I thought this was interesting because there's an anime I really like called Vinland Saga. And oh, it I love there's that There's actually one. a scene that revolves, a ser part of the series that revolves around the wooden version of the London Bridge. So it goes back that far, huh? 2,000 years, man. Because yeah. when you see it, you know, Alan, it looks like a, I mean, not recent, but it looks like a, it, it, Looks more modern, you know. Well, there than, have been many, many iterations over two thousand years. Now, the London. It, 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 sorry, mm. I always mispronounce. Is it the Thames River? The Thames, because it looks like Thames. It's not the but, Thames. Okay. It's the Thames. Okay, it goes across the, which is a crucial waterway in yes. London, right? So, yes, of okay. uh, it's a crucial waterway of throughout history. That you you want to get into some crazy history. That one's that one's great. Yeah. Of okay, so the London Bridge we're actually discussing was the one that was completed in 1831, okay. which was taking the place of the medieval London Bridge, which had managed to be there about 600 years. Wow. Holy and smokes. is like, you know, London Bridge is falling down and mm -hmm. Lady Godiva and all the history. Of, so there you go. It's, every so often, you got to replace the stuff. Now, the problem... Wait, I'm sorry. Was Lady Godiva the one that rode the horse? Was yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. And the, the <laughs> yeah, she. You we know, know did, that story, did she ever yeah. ride across London Bridge? No, but it made a great story. And you okay. know, 
So the, the medieval bridge itself had to be replaced eventually. So in 1831, uh, John Rene comes in and says, all right, I got a bridge for you. And he built a utilitarian bridge because London's growing. Mm-hmm. It's 1831. Oh, yeah. The economy is booming. Things are getting bigger. Stuff is happening. What he didn't see coming was a car. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, who would have, you know. Uh, it's 1831. You're not thinking about, you're thinking of and horses. And so here we go rolling into the, 19, you know, it's now 1905 and 1910. And we're, instead of horses and buggies, we're rolling these heavy metal boxes across here and shortly thereafter came the first trucks and now i gotta give him mad credit i'm I'm asking the question that i wonder if listeners are so because i think most people are familiar with the london bridge it looks like there's you kind of come out to the bridge from either side then there's like these towers right that's tower bridge bridge. oh that's not one of the that's not london bridge one of the other variations that alan didn't mention was like he said the medieval bridge the medieval one actually looked like it had residences on there and that's exactly because they did Um, people lived on the bridge merchants and traders but guess what that made it a terrible tinderbox oh yeah oh so you got people cooking there uh, hey come get (laughs) you know come get your morning uh Uh, tea mm, your haggis yeah come come get your yeah Ugh. On dried out Origi- wood, yeah, original cooking. Yeah, it does sound like a recipe yeah. for disaster. So it reminds uh, me of the piers in, in in California where they might set up. Although they have better shots. food than English food. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now, so, so it's not the bridge I'm thinking of. No, no. Or you're okay. you're thinking of a big showcase. It's right there next to it. But they this was the utilitarian boats. bridge. Okay. This is the one for hauling your goods and stuff. And here it goes. So. World War II even comes along, and the this bridge got strafed. They tried to blow it up. Oh, yeah. But the problem was it is basically a brick-style or a stone-block-style bridge. Mm. And, well, it's hollow. And it was very strong and very well built, except now we're running these big old trucks across it. It didn't They're fall vibrating. apart. Yeah. It started to sink. Oh, so really? I'm not trying to sound silly, Alan, but this was also during the advent of tanks. Would you say that the tank was more destructive to the London Bridge because of its treads, or would you say a car would be more destructive because of its wheels? It, neither. 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 It was the weight. So which did more damage, the tank going across it? Well, that tank pushed it down a little more. That's So fair. London Bridge is now sinking <laughs> over an inch a year, and, well, we can't have that. So so just so during around the World War II era, it starts sinking. Yeah, London Bridge it, doesn't. I'm um, a uh, London Bridge is sinking. Doesn't sound as I'm um, a uh, chimey of a song. It, yeah, London yeah. Bridge is sinking into the mud of the Thames. It's right. not quite as uh, cool as London Bridge is falling down because Vikings are burning our city. Yeah, exactly. Um, so here we go. It is now the early '60s. London has said, "All right, we got to build the new bridge. We got we're we're on. We're on this. We're doing. We got it. Yeah." And one of the guys on from the city of London, a guy by the name of Ivan Lutkin. Great name. Decided, I've, I got a great idea. We're going to sell it to somebody. <laughs> so he cop, pops over to the United States in 1968 and has a sales pitch that, hey, 
London Bridge is for sale. Who wants it? <laughs> and he meets a guy named Robert McCulloch. And if you guys don't remember him, you got to be back in the 60s. This was the dude that was just shamelessly crazy. He sold oil, motors, chainsaws, whatever. He was an industrialist. And he had just bought a ton of land at a place kind of misnamed as Lake Havasu, Arizona. It kind of <laughs> had a lake, but it was mostly Arizona. And he thought, man, I need me a London Bridge. Wow. So, in other words, you disassemble it and it's all yours. So, yeah. And we're going to talk about, yeah, you know what? We're going to talk about taking apart the London Bridge. This I mean, makes me think of a little bit. This raises a philosophical question, but I'll have to save that for when we come back from break. Well, yeah. it's starting to remind me of conversations Max brought up. Max is ahead of his time, you know, uh, about repurposing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking about a repurposing situation. And the other thing I'm gonna, I want to learn about when we come back is, uh, you know, we have this vision of Arizona as this vast, big desert, you know, climate. There's forests. There's all sorts of stuff there's in Arizona. It's a big There's all kinds state. of stuff going on. So I want to so. find out about Havasu Lake and what mm. it's what that's all about. So stay tuned. The drama is uh, unfolding here on Tool Talk Radio. Pretty pretty interesting stuff, you guys. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. You may feel a slight sign. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. I just rubbed some dirt on it. Uh, and welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. In fact, I think in a second we're going to get to a text that Max just received. Um, so we'll 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 find out what that uh, listener has to say. Also, you can watch the show on the uh, News Talk 98.9 The Roars Facebook page and the News Talk 98.9 The Roars X page. And there are some great posts. Really, you know, we say this every week, but this week there's some great stuff up there. There is a f- photo up there that Alan uh, posted that you, I, it, it could go viral. It's, <laughs> I mean, I got to give you, a, in the old days, you never took pictures of this stuff, but you did this time. Oh, and it's I, a really I've been good taking one. pictures like a fiend, I promise you. In just a second, we're going to get back to our great moments in building history discussion, talking about the London Bridge. But, uh, Max, what did our uh, listener have to say? Well, Keith wanted to chime in. At least someone Emma appreciates what I'm doing. They said, said, I would think I'd rather go for National Tortilla Chip Day or World Bartender Day. There you go. See, Max, why didn't you? Well, important days. Absolutely. Literally, if it bleeds, it leaves. Yeah, instead, Max goes for uh, International Sword Swallowers (laughs) Day. So, Keith, I like your suggestions better. Uh, Although, I don't know how much mileage we'll get out of a tortilla chip discussion. Oh, I will. Then it'll lead Alan into a food dude conversation and the, oh we'll the, start the talking queso i'm good <laughs> keith thanks for listening man and we appreciate you chiming in on the big m roofing and remodeling hotline you know let's get some more conversations mm-hmm. going there uh, uh even if you want to talk about tools and home improvement yeah all that. but alan um i uh, off the air max was sharing some of the grisly history of the london bridge that we're mm. not going to discuss here but um pretty interesting i'd so be getting it, ahead of myself let's just say at oh. this point in the tale the london bridge is sinking you know it's a recap built in 1831 mm. it's sinking into the thames river because i guess somewhere the pylons underneath weren't you know it, as deep as they could oh, and I'll- 
Mm. Now they're got to sell. Now they're like, instead of fixing it, we're going to sell this to the Americans. We're going to sell it to the Americans and let them move it and figure it out. So <clears throat> that's what they did, right? And well, basically, of all right. So here comes McCullough, and for basically about two point four million dollars, he buys the world's biggest antique. I mean, it seems like a pretty good, pretty good bragging rights. Eh? Well, but this, we're now, talking the nineteen sixties here, right? Yeah, this okay. is this is the mid sixties at this point. Of so, well, what do you do with a what do you do with a bridge now that you bought it? Well, how well, do you get it home? <laughs> exactly. So, for the uh, ensuing seven million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the ground price is $2 okay. million, but yeah. But here's what they did, and here's why I love London Bridge when it comes to Tool Talk Radio. Okay. When you are looking at a big project like this, there are several ways of thinking of it. Is, Lord, that's too big, I'll never get it done. Uh, or two, you know, I can do anything if I really want it bad enough. I like that attitude. And so here we go. What happened was the crew identified each individual stone block. They they put it on a spreadsheet and put an ID that gave you basically the height, location, and who it was next to. <sighs> who got that job? I mean, I don't even know how many bricks would be in this thing. Well, I mean, there are 10,000 tons man. Of, of stone brick. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So here they go. They take this thing apart, ship it. Now, it, the, you got to keep in mind, it's got to get from the U.K. to Arizona. Shipping, trucks, trains, So it trains, goes through the what? Panama Canal. Right. Comes in the east, comes in the west coast, started on the east, came in the west coast, ships overland into Lake Havasu, Arizona where they went ahead and dug a peninsula out and built an island so that they could have something, to the bridge to connect to. Yeah, you don't want to just drive across and a desert. Or so driving. for any of you at home that have ever contemplated putting in a patio or a deck <laughs> or you enjoyed Legos as a kid, right? this is now the world's biggest Lego playset. I mean, because it, it is all identified. Here's all your bricks. Here's all your stonework. Here's everything that goes back together. Now, the one thing McCullough did do extra was he built a steel inside frame for it. Um, so okay, so he modified it a little because that was the problem. It was sinking. Well, it was yeah, it was 1831. Who knew there were going to be tanks? Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So here we go. So they begin, and a variety of different contractors from around the world and around the area all piled in for Lake Havasu, and London Bridge was successfully reassembled. It just celebrated in. 2018, it celebrated its 50th anniversary of being open to the public in Lake Havasu, Arizona. Let's approach this from a psychological point of view. This is a fascinating story. I mean, we don't usually hear this. Usually it's either torn down or it's preserved or it's, you know, closed off so nobody can use it. But you're talking about moving a historic structure. Yes. Uh, what, Max? I kind of wanted to I'm a, I beg an important question, I guess. When I mentioned before the break the idea of philosophical, this kind of makes me think of the whole idea of the ship of Theseus because the evolution mm. of London Bridge from London to Arizona, mm -hmm. is this still 
the London Bridge. Oh, it seems like what is the essence of London Bridge? Because they didn't replace the bricks, right? I mean, they moved the bricks. This is almost uh, this is almost a case of cloning. Uh, because there is still a lovely London Bridge, the new modern London Bridge built 50, 60 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, that crosses the Thames. There is still, of course, the historic Tower Bridge that is preserved. Right. So they still have all of the modern co- uh, compliments to going to London, going to the UK, and seeing Big Ben and the Thames and the Tower Bridge and the new London Bridge. However, this is specifically a London Bridge all the way down to exactly where that stone sat since 1831. It is next to its four buddies in exactly the same format. So when you see the picture of this, this is the true London Bridge that from an American point of view. So for our for our UK listeners, you guys were all going, yeah, no, you came, you visited, you went home. Well, this is the bridge we remembered from the beginning of cars okay. to the early 60s. That perfectly tees up my my question. It's a psychological and it's an emotional question, you know. Okay. And I'm 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 thinking of this in terms of the the people from from England. Okay. Mm-hmm. If for some reason they had to disassemble Wrigley Field and move it over to Brazil, I don't know how I'd feel about that. I don't know if I'd want to go visit it. I would say that. I don't know that that's my Wrigley Field. You know what I mean? Like, the location plays a role in the spirit of a structure, doesn't it? Or so, it, I guess I'm wondering, if you're, from, if you're from London, you know, would you... Would you resent this, or would you want to go visit Arizona? So if you're know. in Vegas and you're a Frenchman, you don't want to go see the Eiffel Tower there. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, or you look at and you right. snicker. And, but I'm just saying, I mean, this is actually the London Bridge, but All it's right. in a new location. And what role does that play Well, let me flip it on you. Okay. How about this? Otherwise, you would not have this London Bridge. Okay, so it's either no London Bridge because it's destroyed to, or... To- a preserved London Bridge in a new location. Exactly. It, okay, so so it, from that point of view, if 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 for whatever reason, let's say you know Chicago was destroyed in a whatever, and they had to move it to Brazil to save it, well, then I'd probably want to visit it five times a year because exactly. Thank you, Brazilians, you saved my Wrigley Field. Exactly. So. Okay. That is what Mister McCulloch did. Of, <laughs> I remember back in the seventies of when they were actually calling this McCulloch's folly. <laughs> because they were like, "Are you nuts, dude? Man. What yeah. did you do? You went and bought a bridge. Right. You were honestly building. You're going to have to build something to put water in to make water go into the bridge. Okay. Otherwise, you just bought the world's biggest antique. Well, well and, now I have a new opinion about Robert McCall. It sounds like he's a hero, man. It sounds like he saved the day. Uh, well, a visionary. Guess what? If you go to Lake Havasu, you now can enjoy a beautiful resort town." And hang out on London Bridge. Pretty awesome story, man. Wow, I don't know where the first hour went. It's over. But uh, stay tuned. The second hour of Tool Talk uh, Radio is coming up. And we're going to have our big uh, winner announcement from our good buddy, Jay Hill. News Talk 98.9. The roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan.
And welcome to Hour 2 of Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com, and our pal Max over there behind the glass, and our special guest we'll introduce momentarily. You know, we got to build suspense here, mm-hmm. if, in case people don't know who's, who's about to appear. <laughs> you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901 683 0989. We also invite you to watch the show. There's two platforms. You can watch on the News Talk 989 The Roars Facebook page or the News Talk 989 The Roars X page. And it really behooves you to scoot on over and visit the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and check out the really classic, uh, awesome um, photos and uh, content that's been posted up there. Alan outdid himself. He he had he has the photo of the year, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> uh, up there, and it's it's going to go viral at some point. So check it out. But uh, let's introduce our good buddy Jay Hill with Big M Roofing and Remodeling. Um, wait, hold on, your walk on music. Is that the walk on music today, Max? I guess for today. Okay, usually it's more high energy. This one's a little more low key. I guess you're trying to calm Jay down or something. I mean, he's just, he's just as excited as me about Na- International Sword Swallowers Day. Yeah, we're moving no, on. No, I'm not that, that excited. <laughs> Jay, we just saw you last week at the yeah. home show of the Mid South at the Agri Center. It seems to me it was a pretty successful uh, operation for you. It was fun being set up next to you. I hope they do that every year. That was fun, no doubt about it, man. It sure was, and it was a good show. Um, you know, you never know when folks are going to come in. There's so many factors that are beyond your control, but uh, weather being the biggest one course but uh right uh ended up being cold on friday and i thought we had a, a nice crowd on friday and uh and saturday was certainly brisk and at a decent pace uh but yeah overall good show i thought i talked to a lot of people uh there a lot of you know we always do that we alan we talked to the vendors we talked to all the other contractors and the convert what i was hearing was they had a lot of quality conversations with people it wasn't like well let's face it jay you have a lot of booth bait you put out snacks you put out incentives to get them to the booth but these were real conversations about yeah you know, we had projects some... they want to do absolutely absolutely so uh but jay you had the promo of the the i mean really you had something uh, pretty exciting going on you were you're going to give away we're not going to do it right this moment because we got to build a little suspense mm. but uh you wanted to give away a 500 dollars gift card to the home depot Right, which we we do every show anyway. It, it's just that we never had the opportunity really to to have the forethought to think. Well, wait a minute, we're doing the radio show anyway, and since we were yoked together, let's right. let's go ahead and put those two things together and announce the winner live on the radio show today. So here we go. Yeah, because usually what happens is you're set up at one end of the of the agri center. We're set up somewhere else, and then by Sunday we're like, oh, we probably should have done this, this, or this. But this time we, yeah, like you said, you planned it out. So we're gonna we're gonna do that. Uh, we're going to do that shortly. But, Jay, what were you hearing? What was what were people asking? Because, I mean, your booth attracts attention. People want to come up and talk to you. But what was the what was the feedback you were getting? And why were people contacting you? So. Uh, you know, it's pretty much this was the, uh, the eighth year that I've done the show personally. And uh, it, it's pretty much what it's always been. You know, we we have some point of sale there stuff there that kind of indicates what we do, which I think obviously the listeners of the show know. Uh, that we're exterior folks. So we kind of have that big banner behind the booth that says that we, we do roofs, which is of course our mainstay. And then of course, anything exteriorly, uh, siding, gutters, windows, decks, 
uh, board replacement painting and stuff like that. So I think folks kind of saw that stuff. Or they saw the Oreo Cakesters, one of the two. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. What, what does uh, Alan call it? The bait booth or one of you booth guys? Bait. Booth, booth, booth bait. bait. Yeah, yeah. You, like I thought that. you called chumming the water. So yeah, it's, like... it's just the same thing. It's the same thing. So that type of stuff is what br- br- would bring folks up to the booth, actually. And we would engage in conversation based on their need. Well, the other thing, the thing, and I'll tell you this, because like we said, we met you at this exact home show about five years ago. And uh, what brought me directly to your booth was all the uh, all of the insurance companies you had listed up there that you have a relationship with, because that's where I was, that's where I, uh, my needs were. I'm like, is my insurance going to cover this? Well, this guy looks like he has the answer. Yeah, yeah. And you did, you know. Yeah, and although things have changed quite a bit in five years in terms of you know, what insurance companies will and will not do. Uh, you know, if, if you've got damage, uh, a good reputable company uh, with the right protocol is certainly still going to take care of that need if it's wind-related or storm-related damage. So, um, so yeah. Hey, and Jay, we always, we always make this mistake, and I don't want to do it again. If you want to get in touch with Jay Hill, uh, he's going to be – you're sticking around throughout the hour. But Absolutely. But let's make a point of regularly giving out your contact because people are just tuning in. So how do people get in touch with you if they want to talk about this stuff? Uh, the best thing is uh, – the best way I should say is uh, is 901-484-5645, which is a, a direct number to me. Uh, or you can always go to the website, which is BigMRoofingAndRemodeling.com, where we have just a, a plethora of information and uh, about us and our services, and that's another way to contact us. Okay, awesome. So we're going to be talking with Jay as we as we like to do, but uh, off the air, Jay had his. Okay, Max, just hit it because that's this is going to be interesting. So cool and bad tempered rodent you ever set eyes on. <laughs> I just wanted a hug. Oh, rats in the kitchen. Just like that delightful movie I taped in the theater. Max loves making these things. I can tell. This is our Critter War segment. And, uh, Jay, we want you to chime in on this because uh, it sounds like all of us have a critter, at least a critter tail. And Max says he has a surprising one that um, nobody is. uh, Do do we want Max to go first? Oh, yeah. Mine is the shortest. Okay. So, you know. So, I kind of want to know why this happened. Mm. So, I was brushing my teeth early in the morning about Thursday and you know the water's draining really slow and for some reason like you know after it's done draining I start to hear this sound and then all of a sudden a few seconds or a minute later I see a roach crawling out of the sink drain <laughs> I have no Perfect. idea how this happened and so I get a cup to try to contain it and guess what, what? now there are two of them Oh a my second gosh. one came out. I'm just wondering, this has never happened in the 27 years of my life, and why did this happen? <laughs> that was their command center, Max, down in the U-Bend. Thing yeah, made, but so. because it is spring, and what you had were American cockroaches, and they like to live in little dark, quiet places, and of uh, since we are in Memphis, Tennessee, in the middle of the U.S., for all of our international listeners, yeah, we're in a temperate zone, so we're not tropical like Florida, but we're also not in the Arctic North like Chicago, right. where you just were. Of And this time of year, the little guys are trying to find new homes, how is and this you disturbed a, them. How is this a good home if it's constantly getting filled with water? Well, it's not constantly getting filled with water. Okay, are you that's home fair. now? 
Are they amphibious where they can live underwater too? Or? Well, they're not truly amphibious, but they're pretty. They're pretty good at what they do. Because Max has a very clean home, and I, I, I don't I'm, think you've even had bugs around. Well, here, right? it's gonna be. They're coming through the sewer and getting into the waste pipes. Because when I, when they were when the second one was coming out, they were a little bigger. <laughs> they were they were a little bigger than the other, and I had already flushed some water in there to try to deter them and they were not deterred they were no, coming in crafty like, they yes, were coming they in are. like 80 seals of scuba <laughs> <laughs> the classically trained ones and, and they're big these days max yeah th- those are not small and they can fly and so, the challenge uh, is max is a humanitarian so he doesn't kill them he catches them and throws them out and then they probably run back and come well right i'm, back I'm gonna in. have to change his mind during the break yeah so. No, you're never going to change Max's mind. There's no so. catch and release be, with roaches at our place. I flushed him down the toilet. That was my solution. Yeah. yeah okay. So you you put him right down the drain. They they went about four feet and said, "Okay, we're coming back up." No, yeah. I sent him down another pipe. It's Whoops. almost like being at the water slide park for them, Max. I mean, they didn't. They don't care. You, well, it's like the old itsy bitsy spider because the yeah. little spider in your sink just goes into the little overflow. And waits for you to go away. Laughing all the way, exactly. So, All right, well, we're going to continue the battle uh, because it is one. So uh, you're listening to Tool Talk Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Yeah, Max conveniently excludes himself. He doesn't count. Max, you're involved no, in this, too. I did that because of the roach thing. Oh. <laughs> two of them. That's true. There were two. And we'll come back to uh, Tool Talk. Well, the rule of two, Max. Mm. And we'll come back to uh, Tool Talk Radio coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Woodturning, here with my buddy Alan Gilberth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. And in the house... The man himself, Jay Hill, with Big M Roofing and Remodeling. It's a perfect day, in fact, to get in touch with us through the Big M Roofing and Remodeling hotline. You can call or text us at 901-683-0989, especially if you were at the home show last week and maybe you got into some conversations because, Jay, you're doing a a lot of follow-up this week. I know that. Yeah, that's what we've been doing. And uh, if you want to watch the show and see what Jay looks like and watch him draw the winner on the air at the bottom of the hour, uh, when we come back in, Jay's going to be announcing the winner of his of the $500 uh, gift card to Home Depot. And it's, if you registered, uh, you could register uh, last week at his booth and also register um, uh, by sending messages to Max. And so we've got all that uh, saved, and Jay's going to pull a winner shortly. Um, but also, you can watch this all happen in, in real time at the News Talk 98.9 The Roars Facebook page and the News Talk 98.9 The Roars X page. And we also invite you to walk, check out the post at the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Uh, we're going to talk some, you know, roofing and and, and re- remodeling. But let's face it, we're in the middle of a pretty fun conversation about Critter Wars. Mm. I don't know. I feel like we're swapping Critter stories because all of us have a contribution, <laughs> uh, including Jay. But... Um, Let's let's kind of throw it to Alan. And ah, well, keep in mind, Alan, we have stories too to tell. So okay, you know, well, may, but you had a pretty good encounter. My, mine, mine are. Uh, <laughs> I had two of them this week. Okay. So um, now there are two of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first one, uh, there is a picture up on the website. Of course, is kind of the um, when you get on some of these work sites. The the neighborhood kind of gets involved sometimes. So the wildlife. Well, in this particular case, the first case was not wildlife. It is somebody's cat. 
That's wildlife. Who I mean, it comes yeah. and hangs out and hangs around. He doesn't get in the way. He's very well, very well mannered for a cat, I suppose. But uh, we had lunch and we had uh, a popular fast food, you know, hamburgers. And uh, the little dude didn't bother anybody while they were eating. But when they got done, you know, they, <laughs> no, we hadn't cleaned up yet. Everybody just, you know, had lunch, just kind of chilling for a minute. And the little dude walks over and notices that there's cheese still in the bottom of the little box. Okay. And, man, it is like no hesitation with complete practice ease. The head goes in the box, gets the cheese, (laughs) and however he needs to get to the cheese, and it's pretty funny. And then when he's done, he expertly extracts his head from the box and moves to the next one. Yeah, but, so funny. And we are absolutely rolling. Cats are weird. You know, they're funny, too. But, like, this cat, the picture you've got looks like it was stuck on his no, face. No, he, he does not. He has just got it at the angle where he could get the last bit of cheese off the bottom of it. Because he okay. expertly got it on and expertly got it off. Wow. No fussing, no that screaming. That is so funny. Yeah, I mean, so a pretty great photo, I got to admit. I, I, mean, I got to tell you, we were impressed. The little dude knew exactly what he was doing. Wasn't his first cheese box. Uh, it was not his first <laughs> cheese box. And then yesterday, just to wrap up, it, Jay and I had been, you know, we've been chatting over the weekend and all that. And I am, I'm cleaning up. Everybody's gone, so I'm sweeping and cleaning. And I hear the, this weird sound from the front of the building. And I'm kind of like, all right, it sounds like a chicken. Hmm. Like a live chicken. But it can't be a chicken. And I'm yeah. here just... Bark, 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 bark. So I come walking out of the back and walk up there. There is not just a chicken. There is a big chicken. Hmm. Now, I mean, this guy is huge. Big Rhode Island red. You know, looks like a <laughs> looks like a family dinner pack for six on the hoof, right? Yeah. And he sees me, doesn't freak out, doesn't run, doesn't anything... Just calmly turns around and walks back out onto the out onto the deck. He was asserting his territory. So you that- know, it was very funny. I had an apple sitting there, so I picked up the apple and I was going to go walk out and you know watch him or whatever for a minute. I get down there; he is literally standing two feet from me, looking at the apple, like, "Well, dude, you're going to break that open or what?" Okay. So yeah. we sat there and shared an apple for. <laughs> Well, there you go. A nice, a nice healthy snack. I don't know if chickens are, you know, I guess oh, he was into good it, man. Chicken. I popped a little piece of apple off for him and he was, you know, we just kind of sat there and chilled for about 10 minutes. And then the funny part is he heads out across the yard and about halfway across the yard, here comes that crazy cat and they pass each other in the yard. I mean, I don't like, know, what, you what, know, what, hey, Bob, hey, Carl, you know, just pass each other. Barely acknowledge the other one exists. The chicken walks out to the road, turns right, and obviously is headed home. <laughs> and the cat is coming in for like the evening shift. So he didn't cross the road. He uh, walked no, he down walked the road. No, he walked down the road to the right. It, it's, I mean, it's funny because it sounds like, uh, you know, that doesn't sound like a war at all. It sounds like uh, humanity and animals and everybody living in harmony and just just kinda... wasn't expecting a big old chicken on a on a construction site. Well, uh, uh, Jay, off. The, so s- swinging over to you, like uh, 
Uh, off the air, we were talking about how much all of us hate crawl spaces. I, I don't like them. They're claustrophobic, especially oh, yeah. if you can yeah, barely yeah. move. You you brought up, uh, and you never know what creatures you're going to see there. You know, raccoons in the crawl mm. space. Oh, yeah. Another good name for a country music song. But uh, <laughs> Matt, have you, are, are you speaking out of experience, Jay? I got the impression that maybe you've encountered something in a crawl space. Well, so. yeah, this is kind of cute, though. This is not, oh, okay. you know, but it's certainly weird, but maybe more of a sign of the times as, as, as everybody's talking about chickens right now. But uh, I'm looking back, and I, I've, I found the picture of it from my birthday, basically, December mm -hmm. 18th of 2018, so what, six years ago now, mm -hmm. basically, almost. Okay. And I opened up my front door uh, about 7.30 uh, on, on that morning, and when I opened the front door, there was three kittens, a dog, and a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the picture literally right here of that. And I know how it happened now. Uh, we had seen some little kittens out there, and I think Donna had put a little food out. Oh, okay. And then one thing leads to another, and everybody's like, tell, tell the chickens, you know, tell, tell the dogs, tell everybody. And then this one day, I open <laughs> the door. Feeding yeah, house. I mean, it's the whole zoo on the front porch. And, uh, uh, my lovely other half, Donna, named, uh, you know, oh, all no. of them, which right. was, you know, ultimately a problem when the chicken didn't show back up. Mm. Uh -oh. so, yeah. where did he go, Jay? I, he... You know, I've, I've got my yeah. ideas where it went. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it had, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, gotcha. All right. Well, that none of these sound bad. I mean, I thought you were going to tell me stories about the hair-raising stories of being in a tight crawl space. And, uh, Alan, didn't you say something... Oh. Recently, there was some news about a, a crawl space encounter or something oh, well, like that. He, a friend of mine up in Pennsylvania was doing some work and was working on a house, and uh, they had to get into the crawl space, and uh, he slid up underneath there, and he heard something like it coughed, like like a person coughed. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> and he's kind of like, you know, Doug, are you under here? Doug's out by the truck, you know. Yeah. Oh, and no. he's looking around, and he, he spins around, and there was a bear. <laughs> oh my Hello, goodness. Yogi. It was a little black bear had moved in under the house. Okay. Wow. Well, and you know, needless to say, he uh, backed out quickly. I bet okay. he did. Hey, we could talk. We gotta. We gotta keep yeah, a balance keep in the moving. show. But uh, <laughs> hey, pretty good stuff. And if you got any good critter stories, send them in to us. You know, oh, yeah. send them. Uh, send them our way. We're gonna shift gears because Jay, we got you in the house. We got to talk about a lot of other things. So we're gonna really quickly get to our must-have item of the week. This is a pretty easy one, but um, these are things that I'm a big fan of. I'm gonna shake the box. You can hear this. And so, Alan, tell people what I'm holding up to the camera. You have got the infamous trim head screws. Yeah. Jay, I don't know if you, uh, I've grown to over the last, I don't know, seven or eight years. I really love these things. They're very, uh, they have a really great thread. Go ahead, Matt. Do you think when sword swallowers are training, they first practice by swallowing nails? Yeah, we're moving uh, along. From yeah, the we're, yeah, we're over all the sword swallowers. <laughs> yeah, Matt, you're the only one that cares about it. And I, okay. But uh, trim head screws, if you're wondering what it is, imagine a screw. Very hardy. You know, they're very well made. But instead of a larger screw mm -hmm. head, they have a very small one because you don't, sometimes you're in a situation where you don't want to split the wood or you need, but these things have a great, they have, um, I don't know if the, the camera will see this, but I'm holding it up. There's uh, the first about inch and a half of the thread. This is a two and a half inch screw. It goes the way you would mm -hmm. think, you righty tighty. But then what happens when you're putting these in is at the end of the, the last uh, half inch, 
the screw the the threads are reversed and the drill actually starts to reverse itself as it goes in and you these things don't come out alan i mean and they don't split the wood they bite into it and because i i've i've grown to use these instead of finish nails like outside when you want that wood to stay right. fixed they're a great product i really love them and i always keep a box handy so well, the, it's the head has got such a smaller footprint right gets in there and hangs tight yep. it's a trim nail this is screw so yep. the must-have item of the week uh trim head screws there we go uh this is the big moment coming up uh we're gonna announce the winner of the 500 dollars gift card you're listening to two uh, tool talk radio we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. When Pam gets Michael's old chair, I get Pam's old chair. Then I'll have two chairs. Only one to go. News Talk 98.9. The roar of Memphis. A theme is approaching in two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when he This get- episode is brought to you by the number two. There we go. And when Creed gets a hold of that third chair, then mm. the, uh, mm. the takeover begins. So... Anyway, welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilberth from darkoakmedia.com, our pal Max by the glass, uh, behind the glass, and the befuddled Jay Hill, who I'm sure did not understand whatever that reference was we were talking about. Absolutely not. Okay, <laughs> and he makes no apology for it. He's busy focusing on fixing... Uh, your problems at the the exterior protection of your home. He doesn't care about what Creed or Pam are talking about, right, Jay? Don't even know who they are. Exactly. So you can call or text us. This is a great time to do it if you want to talk to Jay or, or ask Jay a question or uh, send a text or a, uh, you know a phone call. The Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. We also invite you to watch the show, especially because in just a second we have a big moment coming up. At the News Talk 98.9 The Roars Facebook page and the News Talk 98.9 The Roars X page. And check out the fun posts we've made at the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Well, Jay, the moment is here. If you're just tuning in, we want to remind you, Jay had a big uh, contest going. Uh, We had quite a bit of, quite a number of people that entered, right? It was a pretty big deal. Yeah, about about 175. Okay. Holy smokes. I had no idea it was that many. So uh, you're about to uh, announce the winner of the $500 uh, Home Depot gift card. So, Max, uh, do we have any appropriate... um, there, Pull that's one out it. Of here. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta right, humble Jay a little bit. Okay, what we do we have got? A winner here. I don't know. If, uh, yeah, I guess we can give last names. They entered the contest. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The winner is. Um, there's actually two names here. It's a Jeremy and Joanne. It looks like House H O U S E. Appropriate. Very appropriate. Uh, they're at 3209 Whitehorn Cove in yeah, Bartlett. Yeah. They won't be reading their name. Okay. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> give the winner, their social so, security number too, Jay. My bad, my bad. <laughs> uh, the houses have uh, won the $500 gift mm. card. All right. The house, what a great name. So uh, I've known a few people with the last name House, and they were always very commanding and I mean, there's Go that show called House. charge people. So, yeah. all right. Well, congratulations, uh, houses. That's great. So, Jay, are you going to coordinate how is. to get it to them? Absolutely. There it is right there. Yeah, I will contact the houses and let them know the good news. So their house would be called the House House. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. and Mrs. House, we would love it also if you would follow up with us. And I'd love to know what they 
spent the five hundred dollars on? Like, is this who who's going to have the most say? Is Mister House getting a bunch of tools, or is she getting a bunch of landscaping? Well, that's a great question. I'd love to know where this where this I do I do notice from their entry they've got some interest in in doing some things around their house, so I'm sure that uh, that will come in handy. All right. Well, congratulations, Mister or Mrs. House and Jay. That's pretty generous of you, man. Five hundred bucks. That's that's nothing to sneeze at, man. No. And everybody can use a Home Depot gift card. Who I mean, could? Face it. There Just spend the, the afternoon or really 20 minutes if you're me. Okay. Yeah. So Jay's going to get, uh, he's got your information. He's going to get to you and uh, and congratulations. And that's that's the way it, uh, things roll with Big M Roofing and yep. Remodeling. You get, you give things away, including your, uh, including your wisdom and your knowledge and, uh, you know, we all benefit, my friend. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. It's always been a pleasure being on this show. This show's been extremely good to uh, to Big M Roofing, and uh, we, we appreciate everything that you guys do. Well, we're having a lot of fun. And, Jay, I'm glad you're here because I had a little anecdote, and I think this mm. perfectly translates into a home improvement discussion, and I bet it's things you've had to discuss in the past. So let me let me set this up, and we're going to kind of roundtable this. So as I mentioned, I, I was in Chicago for a few days, and I, the weather was great. I, I uh, you know, whatever. I, it was a good trip. I had a lot of fun. However, right on the way home, I had a little travel mishap. I, last night, my flight was supposed to leave at 8.30, and I was going to get home at, like, I don't know, 10.20 or something. You know, that's right. that's pretty reasonable. I can get some sleep done, you know, sleep and get ready for the show. Well, Jay, uh, so this has never happened. The guy... <laughs> The captain gets on the, you know, gets on the the line or the, the speaker system and he says, well, folks, we're very sorry for the delay. Um, our system show, you know, when they fired it up, I guess it showed some error codes, Alan, I guess like you'd see on a computer, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, so the best way to deal with this, generally, this is a very quick fix. We're going to turn the plane off for five minutes <laughs> and uh, and let it reboot. You ever heard of that? No. It, like a computer, they're rebooting the plane. So they said, it's going to get dark in here or whatever. And this was a very polite group of passengers. There wasn't the, yeah. uh, you know, and, and then so they turn everything off. You get, And so it's 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 not pitch black because lights are coming in. But it was the it was weird. You know how planes have that loud? It's never quiet on an airplane. So it is like dead silent in this plane. And I was texting Alan in real time, you and Brandon, mm, and I, uh, about the adventure because I'm like, I hope I can get home for this, uh, you know, for tomorrow. And then I said, would it be in bad taste for me to play some ghost sounds right now over my phone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That would have been the icing on the cake. Freak everybody out. Anyway, the long and short of it was, Jay, that that didn't fix it. We, after about 40 minutes, we had to get off that plane, walk I mean, O'Hare Airport is huge. Oh, it's not small. Walk about a half mile to the next gate all the way on the other side and get on another plane. I didn't get home. It was three hours late. I got to bed about two in the morning. So if the show sounds weird, it's because I'm sleep deprived. But, Jay, the worst part of the whole thing was, um, in fairness, I don't think the captain had a full, you know, he wasn't able, he wasn't going to bother us every two minutes with, well, here's where we're at now, you know. But I think he could have been a little more communicative communicative because there was all these delays they were de-icing the plane then all the baggage handlers went home so they had to get like a skeleton crew to move the thing it was delay i mean we were sitting in the in the plane for like an hour with very little communication and what it occurred to me is sometimes on a job site the worst part okay the worst part of the whole count encounter was not that was the uncertainty and Jay, I'm sure you've encountered this on a on a project. You you have to deliver bad news to a homeowner. Maybe you're saying, you know, this ridge cap vent that we need 
we, it's going to be a two-week delay because for whatever reason, it's out of stock or something. I'm If I'm a homeowner, I want I want to just peel the Band-Aid off. Just give me the level with me. Yeah. Give me the bad news. And I feel like that eliminates a lot of drama because that long, drawn-out, I feel like that's where a lot of contractors go wrong is not communicating. Yeah, so. I, I couldn't agree anymore with you. I mean, we see that type of stuff all the time. It's, you know, and I'm sure it happens with the guys that do a lot of the inside stuff too. But, you know, sometimes some people will call and say, hey, look, I've got this little small repair for on a roof, for instance. You know, I just see there's a few shingles missing, and that's what we need to replace. That's what the homeowner thinks. And that's based on seeing those missing shingles from the yard or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, you really never know what's going on up there, what caused that, uh, you know, until you get up there and do a thorough roof inspection. So rarely, I would say, I'd, I'd say less than 20% of the time is what the homeowner thinks is really going on is actually going on. And you you do have to break that news. The, the good news about the roofing is, is if there is something else going on other than what they can see, Homeowners coverage typically, if it's wind related or storm related, it's going to help you help take care of it. So, see, it, that's the way to approach it. Because I was just thinking, if you if you approach it, there's there's another way you could approach it. You could say, okay, I'm going to get up there, and I'm going to fix those three shingles. Well, at, and then you fix the three shingles, and you're like, you know what? Actually, the problem is bigger than we originally just. And now the homeowner went from thinking this problem is going to be fixed in five minutes to, oh, now I need, you know, so just mm -hmm. peel the Band-Aid up, give them the news right up front. Right? Yeah, ab absolutely. No sense in sugarcoating any stuff like that. Okay. Oh, it's like when I see uh, those uh, black carpenter ants, see them <laughs> going, going up the side of a building, and the, the homeowner immediately assumes, well, the ants are eating my home. It's like, no, the ants are eating into a problem in your home. Yeah, that's these, the tip of these the These guys are the clue you got a bigger problem. Right. It's not just go up there and spray for ants. That means you got some rotten wood mm -hmm. somewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't even have to get up there yet and tell you. I know you got rotten wood because oh, yeah. that's where these guys are living. I, yeah. And I'm sure that you all would agree, too, that there's a balance between under-communicative or an over-communicative. Yeah. Because you have, suppose you have the contractor like on Seinfeld who's like <laughs> asking every little question, do you want this certain type of hinge? Or you have a certain client who's like right. kind of like, you know, playing helicopter parent with you, making sure everything is done correctly. You kind of have to have that mutual trust where you communicate just the right amount. Yeah, that's a good point because if that captain was on, on, the, on the speaker every two minutes going, okay, and then it, well, that would get a little old too. Yeah, there's a balance, but uh, but lay it out and let us, mm -hmm. you know, we're all grown-ups here. We'll figure it out, so, yeah. you know. But, um, yeah, that I find that bad communication is the root of many uh, many ills. So have you ever had any situations like that, Jay, where you, you just got to give them the, some bad news or, I mean... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, again, probably, you know, 20% of the time, as I said earlier, you know, is it actually what the customer thinks that it is? And, uh, you know, typically the news we have to deliver is not super, super bad news. But uh, uh, most of the time, inherently, I think even a customer says, you know, hey, I don't really know what's going on. That's why we touch base with the company anyway and wanted to see what's really going on. Uh, and there's so many ways to, to, you know, to handle a project anymore. So, we just try to give folks options. Uh, you know, you can certainly replace, for instance, the hardy board on one side of your house, you know, that, that's got the bad masonite. But if the whole house is masonite, you know, you can do that right now, but you're going to end up having to do the, the whole house, you know, in, in less than two or three years. Let's go ahead and knock that out, too. That's really the kind of sort of bad 
quasi-bad news that's you know, really not bad news that we share with a lot of customers. Yeah, and I mean, I guess in a situation, there's always, okay, there's the bad news, but we're going to address the problem. We're not abandoning right. you. Same. Yeah. I mean, I got home. It took longer to get home than I thought, but, you know, so it's not like a tragedy. It's just more of a, an annoyance. So, yeah. but um, I don't know. It just really, it reiterated me the importance of good, uh, good communication. So spe- uh, speaking of communication, Jay, we're about to hit the break, but let's keep giving out your number. People might want to get in touch with you. So how do they do that? 901-484-5645 is the, the direct number. Of course, uh, you can go to our website, Big M Roofing and Remodeling. Big M Roofing and Remodeling.com. All right. And we're going to talk about that with Jay Hill when we come back. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. No home is complete without a proper toolbox. Here's April and Andy's a hammer, half of a pretzel, baseball card, a scissor half, and a flashlight filled with jelly beans. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Yeah, Jay Hill's toolbox, he wouldn't find a half a pretzel. He'd finish that thing off. Uh, <laughs> and welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com, our pal Max Behind the Glass, and our good buddy Jay Hill with Big M Roofing and Remodeling. In fact, you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And we also want you to watch the show on the News Talk 98.9, the Roar's Facebook page and their X page. And uh, check out the fun posts we've made over at the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Uh, in just a second, we're going to talk, you know, we're going to talk turkey with um, with Jay Hill because Jay, at the, a week after the uh, home show is always an interesting uh, period. Uh, but before we do that, Alan... Uh, it behooves us to uh, inquire about uh, what's going on with darkoakmedia.com this week, I guess, because it looks like you were getting some content from the home show, and you were we, you were working. You and your minions were working that show. and We were indeed. Yeah. So. Uh, two of the biggest, uh, two, two, well, I, I mean, I'm happy to say two of the biggest uh, outcomes was uh, a big uptick on two of our podcasts, okay. or actually all three of our podcasts, uh, number one, uh, number one podcast this week was all about truffle cookies over at the Food Dude. Why not? Uh, number two was Tool Talk Radio. Okay. So we had a, a big hit there, and not to be outdone only by a couple of plays was Geek Tank Radio. Okay. So we got a massive response from the show to all three of the major podcasts. Awesome. So and so, how do people listen if they want? All they got to do is pop over to uh, darkoakmedia.com or they can go to tooltalkradio.com, and all of our podcasts are available around the world on YouTube. Yeah, so we are really easy to find. You can take us with you. I like and Spotify. I like Spotify, and, mm-hmm. but both of those are great platforms. So Jay and Jay is an avid listener of Geek Tank Radio because he's all about superhero, science fiction, nerd stuff. I mean, that's what that's your bread and butter. That's your wheelhouse. Yeah. Jay, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll and if see you believe that channel. one, uh, okay. Hey Jay, but the week after the home show is always interesting. I see you've got your basket of uh, note cards, and it looks. You've got notes on there. I mean, because you're yeah. every kind of situation you're talking to people and, you know, so you got to yeah, keep track know, of it. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, we've, we our our entry form for the gift card is actually dual purpose. 
Uh, the other thing, obviously, if, if you express interest in having a roof inspection or, or any of our services, that's actually a place where I'll start making notes on that card when I engage folks. So, yeah, most of these cards uh, uh, of folks that are interested, uh, we also have an opportunity to talk to the customer and find out what their needs are. Is it gutters? Is it roofing? Is it is it repair? Is it handyman stuff and really not down in my wheelhouse? Or is it stuff, you know, that, that we do on a regular basis on, on the size of jobs that we look to do? So, yeah, all those notes are right there. And it's amazing uh, how, especially at the home show, how far away, as we were talking earlier, that people will come from to that home show. I mean, uh, I've got some that are as, as much as 100 miles away. And I'm like, you know, you've got to really make a decision. Can you help these folks effectively, or are you better off referring to them to, you know, somebody locally if they've got somebody available? Yeah, that's true. I met a couple from Missouri. I'm like, whoa, you drove here for that? That's that's interesting. But, Jay, what is the neat, like, what do you, you know, I, I'm guessing – Every show is different. Sometimes you might get a ton of roofs or you get siding or what's the yeah. big Yeah, roofing's always number one because, okay. you know, that's that's in our name. We are Big M Roofing. Yes, there's the remodeling aspect of what we do, but we really started doing all those things based on insurance claims and the fact that rarely when you did an insurance job was it just the roof. There was always, or at least 50, 60% of the time, there was another another trade that went with that, and that's typically, you know, gutters, windows, fencing, anything that could be destroyed with, with wind or a tree falling or something like that. Uh, painting and siding replacement, obviously, are a big, big area in there as well. Yeah, because uh, it's the exterior protection of your home. But, Alan, mm-hmm. you were hearing a lot about about uh, gutters, uh, right? I mean, Yeah, the, the theme I was getting all Because we were eavesdropping, Jay. We were literally 10 yeah. feet away from you the whole well, weekend. Well, Jay so. and I even went and looked at a commercial property together. And, my gosh, pine needles. They yeah. are Those just are insidious, the worst. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they will pack your gutters, and especially this time of year when we're getting so much rain. Yes. Um, and there's still the potential for winter weather, uh, but the pine needles and leaves packing in those poor gutters uh, creates backflow, can damage your soffits to the edge of your house, can create the ice dams, which pushes the uh, just if I get this right, that. Jay, pushes the water and ice back up under the shingles. Sure does. Just the sheer weight of that water freezing with the full reservoir of, uh, uh, you know, in, in your in your actual gutter channels, that's, the, I mean, that's a lot of weight. And if that doesn't get down those downspouts and away from the building, then and it should get cold, here you go, man. I mean, that the, the weight of that water absolutely can, can triple, quadruple, and next thing you know, they're coming off the building. Down they come. It's sort of amazing, too, because, like, I mean, it's it's interesting that there's ways to keep them on the building. But, yeah, when you take a when, – when you try to lift up a, a full gutter full of ice, I mean, it's it, it's heavy. That thing will, you know. Yeah, you know, it, and I'll say this. Every home, every business doesn't need, you know, top-notch, top quality, and in some cases don't even need any type of uh, coverage over the top of those gutters. Some don't. It's all about where you are and what's around you. So, mm-hmm. you know, as Alan's talking about, this particular place that we were looking at, you know, it's just surrounded in pine trees, and it's three stories high. Right. I mean, you know, you've got to put something there to keep that off, or you're going to have trouble, and you're going to have it quick. Yeah, gutters are, I mean, there are, I mean, there's no, there's no one size fits all. No, no, and that's a great point, because we talk about this quite a bit, and Alan, you chime in as well. 
But, you know, what we are finding is, 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 is 20, 25 years ago, there really wasn't anything available but four-inch gutters. That's kind of what we knew. And then as designs of homes have changed and the, and the pitches of, of, of these roof lines have gotten steeper, what we find is, is there's just no way a four-inch gutter can handle the amount of rainwater that will come down those pitches. So now we have five- and six-inch gutters, and they're just able to handle a lot more water than, uh, than, than, than the old four-inch are. I think gutters look better today, too. I mean, they they're do. actually kind of mm. decorative. Well, the big thing about them is is that, uh, you know, they're seamless now if you, if you do business with the right folks. I mean, we literally have the ability to cut a 300-foot section of gutter without a seam in it at all. I mean, we're 300 feet. I didn't know you could make them that long. Holy you could, smokes, you man. could, but I mean, you're not going to find many 300 sections, yeah. obviously, because you're going to be cutting down spouts in, but literally these are formed right on the property and they're aluminum and not galvanized, which is a huge, huge benefit. Do you get people that come up and they're like, you know, cause I see this sometimes they'll, they're focused on one thing. It's like, I have a hole in my soffit. Well, right. Okay. Or, uh, but, but then as you point out, Jay, it's like, well, you have a hole in your soffit, you have a bad, maybe the gutters aren't level. Maybe they're not. And yeah, then you also have a leak in your root or something. And so do you get people that maybe they start out saying, I just, I need to talk to you about this one problem, but then it's turns yeah. into a whole comprehensive. Yeah. And we, we, we talked about that a little bit earlier. I mean, all, all really a homeowner can be that's, you know, that's not familiar really with the trades as much as is what they can see. Mm-hmm. And as Alan was talking about the ants a while ago, you know, you, you that may or may not be the problem. The reason may be, for instance, with a rotten soffit is because the gutters have become separated from the home, you know, and the water's coming down the fascia board and yep. it's rotten. Or, or it could be a roof uh, issue, could be missing a few shingles. Uh, you, you just never know. There's always these weird, you know, so, so that's something to pay attention to. If you see car- carpenter ants, if you see mold somewhere, if you see a weird stain running down the side of your house like why is there this sappy dirty rusty you know all, right, unu- all of those could in, could well play unusual role. bumps starting to come up under the paint mm-hmm. because that can be different kinds of fungus yeah actually growing if there's any penetration to that paint growing underneath there yeah so basically, if there's anything weird going on on the outside of your home, Jay's mm-hmm. got it covered. So, you know, windows, siding, gutters, and roofing, of course. So, hey, Jay, uh, it's almost time to get out of here. Tell us again how to get in touch with uh, with you, man. The best way is, of course, at 901-484-5645, or you can always go to the reb- the website, BigMRoofingAndRemodeling.com. Lots of good things. And, Jay, let's, you know, in, in case people missed the show last week, you had some pretty big bragging rights about the Better Business Bureau review. You showed us. Uh, and we're, we're I know you're ex- too we're humble. We're excited but, about that. Yeah. Well, it's not that I'm that humble. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I try to be when I can. But uh, the Better Business Bureau, you know, has the ability now to take positive reviews as, 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 as well as the negative ones, which you, you would expect, I think, mostly from the Better Business Bureau. And we're proud of the fact that we've never had less than a five-star review with the Better Business Bureau. Yeah, good luck doing that, man. That is, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. That's awesome. you, and you had the printout. So when you talk to Jay, you got, he has all his credentials. He's got all his mm-hmm. bona fides. Is that what it is, Alan? So uh, is, uh, Transparency. Transparency, man. Especially when you're working on the outside of your home and especially on the roof. You don't want you know, anybody, uh, this is a, this is a, um, very important, um, you know, feature of your home. Well, Jay, congr- uh, congratulations to the house. 
family. Yeah. On the yeah, big congratulations win. Congratulations to them for sure. And thanks for dropping in, my friend. And we'll be, you know, we'll be visiting again soon, but not now because the show's over. We're out of time, Alan. It is. Uh, <laughs> so on behalf of my buddy Alan Gilbreth and our pal Max over there behind the glass and our good buddy Jay Hill, I'm Joe Thorderson. Thanks for listening to Tool Talk Radio, and we'll see you next week. And go swallow some swords. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>